And welcome in to Don't Forget the Popcorn, the Dave and West Movie Podcast. Uh, we apologize, coming to you a day later uh, than we would have liked. We we had to delay the taping by one day. Uh, I'm your host, Dave McPeak, joined as always by good friend Wes Ledesma. Uh, Wes, have you thought out yet? Or yeah, <laughs> Icy still getting at you. Cold season here, Dave, no doubt about that. <laughs> well, I mean, it came down to normally we tape in Midland, uh, where, where I live, and Wes usually makes the, the trip out every week, and... I just uh, I felt guilty putting the feet to the coals to have you drive out in those icy conditions. So uh, we, we appreciate you being patient with us. Uh, I think it works out that you're going to get a nice weekend pod. Uh, we think we have a lot of great stuff in store for you. So, uh, you know, hopefully the delay doesn't uh, affect the week too much. But what I like, you know, is we're starting to get people clamoring for it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of feedback of, hey, where's uh, where's my popcorn at? Where's my popcorn <laughs> at? Uh, people wondering why we haven't dropped the episode yet, and hopefully it'll be worth the wait. So, yeah. uh, you know, we look at last week, hopefully had a great Groundhog Day. Uh, Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow, which means... We got an early, uh, early summer, early spring. What, which one is it? I'll take either. Uh, we got an early spring, but I'll tell you what, after this week, uh, I'm not you seeing that light at the end of the tunnel. Punks of Tony, that lion. I'm feeling like Phil Connors, and I feel like I'm in a uh, nonstop loop of just horrible weather. Right? <laughs> it's been a pretty brutal stretch here, uh, trying to deal with, with the weather, but... Uh, you know, not a lot of updates in term of, terms of movies. This is always that slow time of year mm-hmm. when movie season is, uh, especially at the theaters. They, you know, This is where the dumping ground. This yep. is usually the slowest time at the movie theaters because last week is almost always the worst box office week of the year because you have the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, yeah. Super Bowl Sunday point. gets added in. It's usually the dumping ground. I mean, there's just nothing... That great. That's really been dropped at the box office. So the upside still hanging in in the top of the the uh, box office glass. I think lead. But when you have a movie that takes the number one with nine point five three million, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's not the best right no. there. And I mean, we're we're in that slow season. February picks back up. Uh, you, you start getting a couple movies dropped, but more and more movies keep getting further and further away from summer when that summer movie season starts. I feel like it starts in March now. The anticipation for what's oh. coming in March and April and that. It's, well, I mean, those teaser trailers they kind of throw out there. It's, oh, yeah, man. We, well, we got a lot of good stuff coming Captain Marvel dropping yeah, in March, March 7th, I believe, which stay tuned. Yeah, that trailer comic book, uh, Comic book extravaganza pod coming to you here soon. Yeah, bringing we're gonna, a couple experts for that, we're too. We're bringing in some experts. We're really going to get you ready for not only Captain Marvel, but Avengers Endgame, yeah, which is coming up as well. Shoot, the full Avengers journey i mean we're probably we're gonna break that right down for yeah you. I think looking that, forward, that's gonna be a good one looking forward to that so uh as always we cannot thank our loyal fan base enough uh obviously you you can follow us uh at dftp movie pod on twitter michigan podcasting network on facebook we've been getting such great Feedback from so many people. Got a great recommendation from Kim Feltz Outnan, uh, my former colleague when I taught at Dow High. Uh, can't thank her enough for the, the wonderful review. Uh, we're up to 45 ratings. Oh, uh, on, nice. uh, Keep them coming. I'd love to hear that. On That's the awesome. Apple, on the Apple Podcast, five, uh, 45 ratings, uh, 44 of them, five star. 
One one star. I, I'm curious. Is apparently my grandma is a listener. Yeah, right? She's not a fan. She hey, keeping us honest, Dave. Yeah, I like hey, it. I know? like it. The, the one the one one star probably Vicky, probably Vicky or Kristen, one of the two. Uh, just not a big Jurassic Park fan apparently. But hey, no, honestly, I always appreciate the feedback. We've got great feedback from from so many friends. Ryan Lukowski, now oh, yeah. a listener, giving good feedback on what to do. Uh, big Soap, Matt Subchinsky, uh gave a great idea, which we took to heart is the let people know beforehand what we're reviewing Ooh, and yeah. what we're talking about. So if they want to watch it the week ahead of time, that they can break it down. So uh, we'll let you know. Uh, yeah, we'll give you a little sneak peek. What yep. we will be breaking down next week. But when it comes to this week, you know, we, we both talk about it. Uh, we're, we're fortunate. We both have, I think, two amazing dads that have been there for us at, at every step. Uh, always there at Little League games. You know, I remember Joe Ledesma on the fence line always cheering us on. And, I mean, just over here watching UFC fights with us. And, I mean, just just an awesome stand-up guy. Has given us great feedback on this. My dad, you know, always there for me, always listening, and always just a great supporter of everything that we're doing. So we thought, what better way to pay back our dads the breakdown romantic comedy. What a so. manly discussion that's about to be had here, Dave. I agree. Shout out, no, Joe Ledesma. Love what, you, buddy. What, what, what better way to make those dads proud than breaking down chick flicks? Yep. <laughs> Couple dudes talking about chick flicks. Uh, it is. It is. It is that time of year, uh, and you know what? Hey, we're in the trust tree, right? We're in the trust tree in I'd here. I like to think so. You know, we're we're good buddies. We we don't. We don't worry about uh, putting our feelings out there and, and letting it know. And, hey, we know we're probably going to get some blowback here, but <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now, and I will die on this hill. I love a rom-com probably more than anybody else. I, I mean, I do. I Hand up. And I mean, if you listen to our Tom Hanks top five, and if both of us had You've Got Mail uh, in that top five, you know what's coming for this one. We had to make a special rule that we couldn't include some of those Hanks in here. Just, like, too much Hanks. But, it, I mean, I agree with you, Dave. I, I started looking through the library of movies, and it's like, Jesus, these, like, 75% rom-coms here? I didn't I didn't know that I had such a, like, a, a love for them, I it, guess. It is. Ooh, it, love is in the air. Love is in the air. But... The way I look at it is, and I, I think, you know, hopefully our guy listeners haven't turned off the <laughs> dial yet. I, I think if you stick with us, I think we're going to make some compelling arguments. Yeah. I think if you're honest with yourself, you might put up, <laughs> you might put up the facade like, yeah, I'm not watching this movie, but I bet you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I bet you enjoy some of the movies that are on this list. And if you don't, you're lying to yourself and you're just trying to keep that man card. Well, guess what? I traded my man card in a long time, and as this top five is going to show, uh, I might not ever get that man card back. But, I mean, let's break it down a little bit. See, this was a little bit harder, I thought, because what... Well, let's break it up. What, yeah. what makes, in your mind, because I think this is going to lead to some interesting discussion. We're going to give you our top five rom-coms, and boy, I think it's going to lead to some heated debate. And honestly, I think there are going to be some people furious with some picks that I made and some movies. And I think that's going to be with both of us. Any top five that we yeah. do. Everybody has their own personal top five. Boy, I think there's going to be some broken hearts. As there are in rom-coms. Well, this uh, is a, like a flooded market with what oh, you can pick. Man. I mean, I mean you're, we always whiteboard it. That's, you know, yes. that's what we do. 
this might have been one of the larger, like I thought Hanks, like, geez, you couldn't stop, right? Now you're going to the rom-coms. I mean, where do you stop? And I think that's where you get into your question. So what what in your mind, I want to hear from you yeah. first, what makes a rom-com? What, what to you is that rom-com movie? See, the criteria, so to the, speak. The criteria, Dave. <laughs> See, what I think, you have to have... It's it, I, I, I dug a little deep there. <laughs> but uh, so for what, it has to be both funny and romantic it can't be it, so a romantic comedy oh, that, that crazy right <laughs> but it can't it can't be just like all one and not the other so no, for, for example sure. so uh if i'm saying uh so forgetting sarah marshall hey is that a romantic movie no i you know i don't think it's a romantic movie per se is that a comedy yes so i wouldn't put that in the rom-com uh like bucket, I guess, because it's too much of a comedy. Uh, it's it's like a ninety ten. It's like a ninety ten. So it's like ninety percent ten. Well, I need I, more I of like a sixty forty split. Boy, I think your percentages are off. The, with that. the the Mila Kunis uh, for getting yeah, Sarah Marshall. I I don't know if I go ninety ten, but I do know what you're Maybe saying. Maybe a bit extreme there, but I guess yeah. That what I'm getting at is it's. I don't know if you're going to go into that movie and you can you can honestly sell me on it being a romantic movie. But some of these movies oh. that I have on my list, well, I think you could put in both buckets and feel confident about that. So, no, I, I think that's a great point where I will differ with you. I do think it's a romantic comedy, but my line is more eras. Hmm. I feel like I feel like there's a certain year time frame of the, the actual romantic comedy. Because some people will say breakfast at Tiffany's. No, no, no. Audrey Hepburn, get out of here. Like, I I don't think, like, I think those are too old. I truthfully feel. What do you think? Romance started at a specific year? Yes. Really? I believe it started in 1989. I believe (laughs) the romantic comedy, as we know it and as we love it, started with, with, with when Harry met Sally. I believe that is the delineation mark of the modern rom com. And quite honestly, so I feel you're like it's like stopped. a when Harry met Sally, like tree, like coaching tree, like a Belichick tree, where they all one hundred percent stemmed off from that. It's kind of how we talked about with Die Hard, where oh, Speed is uh, Die Hard okay. on a bus, Under Siege is Die Hard on a ship. Well, <laughs> I, I don't. When you have when Harry met Sally, they all are trying to be like that. So where how would opposites attract? They meet cute. They have some bumps in the road and then happy ending but for when so i look at so it what splash is a rom-com now well actually i, I, think, 100%. I think splash is a rom-com that might have been a bad example so but, well where would your so that by that just so where would you like uh so the appetites so how would the appetites tie into and that here it is the for me the rom-com sweet spot or the rom-com years are 1989 with when Harry Met Sally, and I think the whole game was changed with Judd Apatow in 2005 with 40-Year-Old Virgin because that is 100% a romantic comedy, but it goes to with what you said with Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It is way more funny than it is the romantic. Like, you still get the touching romantic aspects, but then you look after that, then it's knocked up, then, I mean, even super bad. So all those you're putting in the so super bad is a romantic comedy in this bucket in this uh, in this very universe? less, very less. But when you look at the, See, that's a ninety ten for me for sure. I agree with that. But I'm just saying, 
I feel like Judd Apatow ushered in a whole new mm. type of romantic comedy. Knocked up. 100%. When you look at how that falls and how it goes together, is we, hey, we got Matsui. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, you, you, you look at that type of movie... I think it definitely falls he into. For Suey, by the way, he did. He did way too early. Uh, but man, I, I just I I think we're both agreeing. I think we're splitting hairs. So is she's all that a romantic comedy? <sighs> no, and here's why. Uh, yeah, what? no, no, it is. Actually, it is. Freddie Prince was like the romantic comedy of not <sighs> like ninety five to ninety nine. There. I, I, I have no idea when that movie. Came. I feel like it's right in that bubble though. I almost put that in a different. I put that in like a high school movie. Like there's uh, a there's uh, Hiram? a Hiram a high school rom com. <laughs> <laughs> like what are you going for here? Right. Uh, but I, I I look at I look at a spate of can't hardly wait. She's all that. Ten things I hate about you. To me, those are high Whoa, school. I, I feel you don't think school. ten things I hate about you is a romantic comedy. It is, but it falls in a different American Pie as we talked about yeah. in pre pod. Those are high school comedies. I think that's different than the rom-com. It's different than Sleepless in Seattle. It's different than You've Got Mail. It's different than When Harry Met Sally. I think those are high school. Look, romantic, yes. Comedy, yes. But I think it falls more in the high school genre. Hmm. Because it's based in high school. It's not your adult rom-com. And maybe your list is going to reflect some different parts. But Uh, You don't believe in high school sweethearts? I do. It's just, it's a different level. It's a different level when you break those movies down and you look at some of those. So, I mean, it's tough. Like, I mean, oh, we're no, it's, it's complete, 100%. And that's why I just don't like my rom-com, and I'm probably going to contradict myself when my top five comes out here. Well, but I don't like it to be too far one way or too far the other. I don't want it to be 100%. a pure notebook, yes. and I don't want it to be, you know, too much comedy. Perfectly well said. Uh, because Notebook is the one I was going to bring up as well. Like, that is way too romance. Yeah. And don't yeah. Get, there's probably a, a chuckle or two that are going to happen, but, I mean, the whole thing is about it's romance. A, that's it a romance is, movie. It's like yep. your Nicholas Sparks genre. <laughs> it's it's some of those P.S.I. <laughs> Love read. You falls in there oh, yeah. uh, with Swank and, you know, this is Sparta. Uh, Gerard. <laughs> uh, did we have a joke? I feel like we had a joke about uh, this is Sparta. I, I forget all the lines that we have. <laughs> this is Nims. It was Nims Island. <laughs> this is Nims. Kicking the kid is, over the treehouse. Yeah, that, that was a, you know, go for the paycheck yes. uh, movie there oh, for Gerard. Absolutely. I feel like that's Hunter Killer or whatever. The yeah. submarine movie that just came out. But I feel like most of my movies fell in that 1989 to 2005. Well, with so you one gave exception. yourself a direct criteria no, of where you went. Because okay. one one exception no. fell outside of that. But I feel like it, it was more of an old school rom-com when we look at that. So I want to hear from other wow. people too, uh, like with our debate. But I want you to know where we're coming from. So I'm already excited. I feel like our top five could be could be very different yeah. uh, when we look at, at this list and, and try and break it down. I, I'm very excited to see where we each fall. And I already know. I'm I'm calling it right now. I think we're probably going to get more feedback on this because I think it's one of those things where everybody has their personal favorite. And there is such a wide determination of what it could be. And Somebody might be saying, well, you, your notebook is hilarious. And other people. Exactly. <laughs> Picking the girl up in the rain? What could be funny? Priceless. It's ironic. Uh, When you 
when you deal with these type of movies, everybody has their different looks at, you know, who they find interesting and and who they find having well let me i want to go in here before we get in our top five last thing mm-hmm. like what what do you think like when you check the box what does your rom-com need to have like to be one of your favorites when you look at your top five what are the like the must-haves for your top five when you're kind of you talk about a huge whiteboard like i, I don't want to know your top five and i can give you mine first if you want a second to think because i've been thinking about it I mean, it might be too like too obvious, but you need, like, I wanna I wanna feel good about that relationship at the end. I mean, that's what you're yes. root, you're rooting for these two people, regardless if they start, uh, you know, disliking each other. You you're rooting for the path, and you know, at the very end of this, it, it's Happy gonna ending. be together. Happy yeah, ending. yeah. I don't want you know some you know the butterfly effect where they walk by and he looks you know spoiler alert and they look back yeah. and they just are never. You know, that, that's. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give another spoiler <laughs> Great movie. here. I, th- I thought the movie was good, though. This but. movie's from 1996, 1995, somewhere in there. So, once again, I don't feel bad spoiling it, but Chasing Amy. Oh, Chasing yeah. Amy had the oh, all the hallmarks yeah. of a romantic comedy, but the way it ends, yeah. like they're not together, it's just, boy, I, I mean, that that's a tough. I, I perfectly said. Perfectly stated, I think a happy ending is a must in a rom-com. Shout out Jason Lee. Because that is another part that I think why I'm <laughs> why I'm so drawn to these movies. We live in cynical times. <laughs> cynical, cynical times. Uh, I, I think shout out Jim McGuire uh, <laughs> as we, we look at that. And even that, I like I, I debated if that should have been a rom-com and if that should have been on the list as well. But when you look at these these rom-coms... I think that is a rom-com. Yeah, it's, it's on the line. I know. Is it on the list? Let's find out soon. But happy ending, a must. Because so many movies are so negative now, and it's yeah. just almost taking themselves too seriously. So that leads into one of my must-haves. I want some good, old-fashioned... Cut off the block cheese. I want cheesy lines. I want corny. I I want the cheesy it's lines. The dad jokes in you right there. One hundred percent. Like I want the repeatable cheesy lines that people will repeat all the time. Uh, you had me at hello. I, I want these lines. You, you just said you might. That might not be a a rom com. And then you am I my foreshadowing here? It's. But you need that. You need the cheesy lines. I, I want that. Oh, and that leads right into sure. the happy ending. I want to feel The good. line that makes her th- jump into yes. his arms. Yeah, I, I, I'll agree with you. 100%. What a manly conversation. I, it is. Yeah, it right? is. Well, hey, trust tree. We're in the yeah. trust tree at DFTP. Pass and all the Shirley Temple. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little strong at Shirley Temple here. The other thing for me that, and I think you, you were getting at it as well, you need to have great chemistry because I think you can feel mm-hmm. it. Like you feel these forced rom-coms that they're just like, ah, this is a pretty looking guy. This is a pretty looking girl. Let's try and put them together. And you just don't feel yep, the chemistry. I think the PSI love you is a great example yep. of that. It's just, eh, I'm glad never you said felt that, it. Cause a lot of correct, like in my mm. top five, a lot of it has to do with, because I think the two getting together, yes. just the whole, throughout the whole movie, them. they just worked. It worked. Music and lyrics? No. I, I never felt Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore. I, I never got really into that. Notting uh, Hill, though. 
different. They were great yeah, chemistry. That was good. I'm just yeah. a girl in front of a boy. I'm glad I could give that a shout out, actually. Uh, <laughs> but like you go even Pretty Woman, which I don't know if I count as a romantic comedy. I, I should sure there's feedback. That's more of a I don't know. I, I don't think that's know. more of a romantic movie. I think that airs, yes, I agreed. think that pushes too much on one side. However, incredible chemistry between yeah. Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. So the chemistry between the leads has to be fantastic. Has to be right. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to buy that these people would fall in love. And honestly, it gets to the point of where you're disappointed that they're actually not a real life couple. And when you look at some of these movies, yeah. some of them become real life couples afterwards because their chemistry was so good. I, I even though it wasn't a romantic comedy, look at Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That movie worked so well because Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie had such great chemistry yeah. in that movie. And what happens? He breaks up with Rachel, and next thing you know, he's with Angelina Jolie. Why? What a yeah. I don't know. We, we I don't question know. that bad decision. trade. Yeah, bad I trade. Hope we got a draft pick. There. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you need to look at that. So chemistry is important. Any other must-haves? Because yeah. I'll have one more after I hear from you. I mean, that's you're absolutely right. Chemistry. I'm going to touch on in a lot of these, but yes. it's just. Again, I'm going to go back to the percentage. It's got to have a little bit from column A, got a little bit from column B. They need to meet well in the end. And, uh, you know, that's gonna, That's my rom-com in a bucket right there. My, my last thing, my last must-have that every single movie on my top five has, you need to have a great soundtrack. And you look at, Paul, oh, look at some of the greatest so Bodyguard is on yours? No, no. Great soundtrack. Sound. Great yeah. soundtrack. Uh, but any good rom-com is going to be littered with songs that I've been I've been humming oh, and whistling a... tunes left and right. When you look at some of these movies... Uh, I think that's an accidental thing in my top five. And, that's a good point. And I'm going to tell you what, uh, Karaoke Night at Don't Forget the Popcorn is probably going to be kicking up here yeah. pretty darn quick. <laughs> With some of these movies uh, on this list, I, I'm sure we'll be doing a Ray Charles impression or a Harry Connick Jr. Uh, that did I did I give away something that could be in the top five? The most obvious one that's going to be on the top five. It had to be you. Uh, here we go. So I, I think we broke that's, it down. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to get we into it. We went into it, uh, and boy, am I I'm excited. So here we go. If we haven't lost all of our male viewers. Yet, stick with us. You know, I think you're going to find some Probably movies that you're going to... the option to fast forward about a minute and a half to get to this. Well, <laughs> here we go. Uh, just so you stick with us. We, we feel like we have to overcorrect. So next week, we're going to go and do a bucket list and we're going to break down Goodfellas. So go home and get your shine box. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, then we'll, we'll get you back next week and we're going to break down Goodfellas. And maybe you'll think we're funny. Maybe funny like a clown, you know. I'm here to amuse you. That's that's I'm here to amuse you, Dave. Funny how? How am I so funny? <laughs> uh, so there you go. Stick with us through this week. We don't want to lose you. But I mean, it's Valentine's Day. Take our suggestions. Get through some of these movies because, as my uh, cohort will say, they're absolutely delightful. Uh, delightful you watch buddy. these. You watch <laughs> these with uh, your significant other. You're gonna. You know, get yourself ready to take her out yeah. to a nice two for twenty at Applebee's. Take this top five <laughs> to your lady and tell them, don't forget the popcorn sent you. <laughs> there we go. So I, I am excited. I'm going to be very disappointed if we have a ton of top five the same here because I have no idea where you went. I, I'm. I think I got a couple of surprises here, but here we go. 
Do you want to get it started? You want yeah, to give me your kick, number five? Let me kick okay. this off. All right, let me, here let we me go. Your, your number five. Tough one. We get. We'll go over the honorable mentions a little yeah, later. After. Is it? Yes. Because I got a. I got a few people oh. I want to give a shout and out to. I. I watched four rom coms this week. Three stayed on my list. One got booted because oh. of watching it. So Dropped I want to. I want to talk which one dropped out because I think I'm going to have some listeners. Furious oh, okay. that it's oh, not in my that. top five. What a five. tease! What a tease! Greenberg. Uh, so, hey, yeah, stay on the one eight hundred flowers. Uh, all those teacher snow days. I've been watching some Get Up this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dave. All right, number, so five. number five. Spaceballs. So yeah. Lone Star and Princess <laughs> Vespa. No, yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, not Spaceballs, but I don't know. You can make a case for yeah, it. The Schwartz is with you. Number five. Hitch. I went coming right out of the wow. gates with Hitch. Will Honestly, Smith, I can't believe I forgot about Ava Mendez, Kevin James. I mean, the uh, mm. see, you almost want to think that the the chemistry is going to be between Kevin James and uh, Allegra Cole, which there is. That's where the uh, you know that's what the romance. Wow. That's where the you know the plight is. But then there's also the Will Smith and Ava Mendez aspect. Yeah, you know, Will's the savvy guy. You know, he thinks the he's got all the answers. Guru. Absolutely, he takes Ava out on a date. Everything goes wrong. He's got the food allergies. I mean, oh. it just literally the the date doctor. Yeah, he uh, he needed a second opinion after a couple. <laughs> of those. But I mean that I don't know something about that the oh, God now yeah, I was gonna try to not say delightful, but the delightfulness oh, no, of no, Kevin I James. Want, I want as many I mean, delightfuls as you. He's Will Smith is teaching him how to dance. You know they don't need no pizza the there. That's the They're gonna have food. The Q tips. The Q tips. <laughs> Throw it away. Throw it away. Boy, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Probably since it came out in college. I remember watching it and loving it. Yeah. And honestly, I'll, it wasn't even on my whiteboard because I kind of forgot about it. And I'm so glad you brought it up. Heck yeah. I might be getting a hitch in this weekend. <laughs> just because it's been that long. Well, it's But what a great pick. Because I think it, it fills both columns. Oh. Is it funny? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the... I come 90 and you go 10. You're not supposed to go the whole 100. There's your 90-10. Right? There's the 90-10. I think we'll do what I was talking about. And then the obvious, you know, romanticism with, you know, you know, Will winning over Ava and then Kevin James, you know, clearly out kicking his coverage going for this girl, but he doesn't need everything to be perfect. Yeah. And she just, you know, really liked him for who he was at the core. And there, Dave, is where, you know, you got to appreciate that movie. It's just a, a good Good yes. message at the end, if I could go that far. But very funny. You get, I mean, Will Smith, just, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, any Will Smith fire movie, we're, movie, we're yeah. signing up for pretty much everything. And it's just the perfect role for Will Smith. And Kevin James, you know, it's just right off of the King of Queens, still in King of Queens. I don't think the uh, show was done yep, with its that run. Was, I think that was right in the thick of it. Free Paul Blart, so we didn't quite write him off yet. But I, I thought that was a perfect casting move mm -hmm. by him, and... You know, you talk about chemistry. I almost think the most chemistry is between Will Smith yes. and Kevin James. Oh, they were they were a great yin and yang between the two. I agree. And, and a really funny movie, and what a great way to uh, get this list kicked off. I, I, boy, you make me want to go back and I mean, watch I, that movie. Hey, right how about now. how about an underrated dude in this movie, which a lot of guys probably. How about Vance? Power suit, power tie, power steering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy was terrible, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have been... It's probably over a decade since I've seen really? Hitch. 2005, I think, yep. is when Hitch yep, came right out. right around that era. And, uh, yeah, it, it has been way too long. 
and I would love, and I think I've only seen it one time as well. Okay. So I'm especially, well and I think that was uh, that might have been okay to watch at family video too. I'm yeah, surprised you. Uh, I agree. You I, admitted that, and I loved it. I, I know I loved it. I, I, it was a great one. I still don't know if it cracked my top five, yeah. but I I cannot argue. It's just such it an easy yours. watch. Oh, agree. Easy watch. If it's on, you're, you're enjoying it. Just a great storyline. Something a little yep. bit different. I mean, even though. Every rom-com is going to be predictable. That's uh-huh. what I want. I want yeah. I want comfort food. I don't want Albert Brenneman to be rejected by Allegra Cole at the end. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to go for the, you know, yeah. the, the... I'm going to go for the athlete. Yeah, I want Stephen and Willie Beeman. Yeah, exactly. So, so let me... All right, I so kicked it, it off. What you got, buddy? My five was a late edition because, as I'll talk about in the honorable mention, I don't want to give away anything on my list, but my... So we talked about this. We we knew we were doing the rom-coms slated this week for about three weeks. Mm-hmm. And when we said it, my top four, I thought were in stone. My top four were in stone. And the only one that wouldn't be, and I was going to do some research and see where I was going to fall, was my number five. Well, my top four, yeah, pretty much there some for the tinkering. most part. But one fell right out. And for this one, for I so I had to add one, and this is one I already thought was going to be in there, I couldn't. And I'm going to tell you what it was a coin flip, because both movies star both actors. My number five, The Wedding Singer. I oh, went with The Wedding right. Singer. I went a little off oh, off my, the beaten path. On the whiteboard. So, but it was between two. This was the Sandler Barrymore spot. Blended, not going to make it, which I actually liked. I thought it was okay, but it was nowhere near as good as 50 First Dates Mm -hmm. and The Wedding Singer. And when we talked about doing rom-coms, I almost put 50 First Dates there right away. And wow, that was an instant top five? Because I loved it. I loved 50 First Dates. It was so good. Uh, Just the the idea of it, having to Mm -hmm. make the the woman that you love. It's almost Groundhog's Day. Uh, you have to make the woman fall in love with you every single day. Just and you uh, appreciated how much he loved yes. you to go out of his way to do this. Yeah, every single day. But that one didn't make it. I had to go back to the original because. Oh no! I, I think you made the right choice. I loved Adam's and Adam Sandler Julia, for the longest Julia. time. <laughs> was probably my top. Top three, top four. I mean, Billy Madison, yeah. Happy Gilmore, Wedding Singer, Big Daddy. You go down the list. Adam Sandler was my top guy for so long. At that I point loved in time. It. it was like a murderous row oh, of movies he was putting Just out. absolutely loved everything. Waterboy, Longest Yard. I mean, Adam Sandler could do no yard. Long. But then Click might have been about the last great one because what's well, I'm the a one where he's a sale fan though, so I don't know. Easy. No, Click I was about it. Like after Click, I felt like it was the barren wasteland of, of Sandler. Oh, yeah. But when you look at the wedding singer, it was other than dealing with all the 80s shtick, which was kind of fun. I was gonna say I really enjoyed the 80s shtick. Relax, kept showing you know, up, looking like Michael Jackson, yes. <laughs> the, having to do the different Jackson look. Uh, but it was why I gave it the nod because it was still before Adam Sandler was everything had to be like you had to sneak in the weird fart jokes, you had to sneak in your buddies doing the weird lines. I mean that's always kind of been there. Mm-hmm. But Wedding Singer still played it pretty close to the vest with that. Uh, it was still, I mean, if you could, still kind of serious. I, I love that extent. John Lovitz. Oh. He's losing his mind. 
and I'm reaping all the benefits. As the skirt slowly closes, I agree. Uh, they were cones. Uh, you get that line, but there is nothing better. And why it makes my top five is for this moment alone. I mean that song, that end. You want to talk about happy endings? Yeah, you want to talk about there with that one. You want hard, to talk about? Yeah, hard not to talk about this movie without mentioning that. I mean Billy Idol punching him yeah. right in the Nobody face. Nobody talks to Billy that with Billy Idol that way. <laughs> uh, I mean, but that that is your ultimate happy ending. It's your culmination of everything. I'll even let you hold the remote control. So let me do the dishes in your kitchen sink. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it's, it's oh, it's man. still a it's still a good song to put on today too to be honest with you I mean, but look it still at the holds boxes. up soundtrack check uh, you get every great idea and just the you got the freaks at table thirteen yeah. uh, everything <laughs> else you know with the wedding singer I, I just love every part of it the the Steve Buscemi <laughs> cameo yeah. what is that am I not good enough for you dad <laughs> best man better man you know I mean, you think of the quotable lines happy ending. Uh, the chemistry <laughs> kicks off a run of three movies with Barrymore yeah. and Sandler, and it was a late addition. It was not on my top five wow. until I kicked off my I, what I thought was my number three. I thought my number three were in rock solid form, but when I rewatched one last night, it fell out of my top wow. five, and that's where Wedding Singer makes it in. It was right on the outside looking in. It was the Sixth Man. It was your Vinnie Johnson movie, <laughs> but uh, it just. It, it made a late appearance. I think it's a great. It, it fills uh, you know my criteria of having you know both equal buckets yeah. of the uh, you know the romance and the comedy. Yeah, heck right. of a choice, Dave. I like it. I All like right. it. Here we go. On to your fourth. Going a little off the cuff here. Ooh. 2010. Ooh. Justin Long, Drew Barrymore, going the distance, coming at number four for me. Barrymore gets her second more appearing on this list yet again. And Gosh, she's been I, in I a lot of rom-coms. No, it's... <laughs> oh man, I've only seen this movie once, and well, I, I want you to break it's, it down well, first. Well, it's it is it's a what sleeper. A it's a sleeper because yes. it's one of those that I mean, the cast is what uh, kind of brings it out for me. You got Barrymore. Justin Long, like I said, and I'm actually a low-key Justin Long fan. Like, yeah, like his Die Hard Four. Right, where has he been? How come he hasn't done anything in a while? Like he's honestly has. Good call. I haven't seen him since. I mean, I want to say Die Hard Four. See, I like Accepted. That's uh, that's in the library over there. 
But it's been a long time since we've seen Justin Long. Yes. But what so a... Barrymore Long, Charlie Day. I mean, Sudeikis? Sudeikis, Christina Applegate, Jim. Gaffigan, oh, I forgot Applegate. Was Ron in there. Livingston from The Office. I mean, we are we are coming in with a roster that's seven seven to eight deep here, and comedy check. The romance check. It's uh. Yeah, obviously going the distance. They're, you yeah. know, these two are working on a long, long distance relationship. They go through their ups and downs, which you got to appreciate that. And actually, at one point in the movie, you you think it's going to be like a you know like a chasing Amy thing, where it's yeah. just you know they they want the best for each other, but it's just they're just not going to make it work. And you know, I'm, I'm sure this is a movie that a lot of people haven't seen, so. I, yeah, you know, 2010, but yeah, I don't want to spoil it no, too much, but hey, if, if we're talking about it, it ends well. So, well, you it, know, it, exactly. You know, I think everybody knows when they're going into rom-com, yeah. very few don't end well with a romantic comedy. Yep. I mean, that's you're, we that's won't probably say what the takes exact the breakup and, off this list. I mean, yeah. Just oh, that's a great point. Really good movie, but I mean, yeah. it's just depressing ending, actually, but... I mean, oh. the, and then the comedy. Good lord! I mean, Charlie, Charlie Day, Day might steal this is movie. throwing and if you, fire. If you don't this know who Charlie Day is, he has a really high voice. <laughs> horrible high bosses. It's always horrible sunny. bosses. It's always sunny. I I don't think Charlie Day is in nearly enough things. Yep, I agree. Very very funny. And and when he is in things, like they're steals it. Yeah, absolutely. You remember him. I mean, both yeah. both horrible bosses. You remember Charlie Day. I mean, the going the distance. He really sticks out in this movie. He, he tries to go to a, a costume party dressed up as Charlie, uh, Charlie Chaplin, Chaplin and he looks a little bit too much like uh, you know Adolf Hitler. Yeah. And, uh, oh. and so that, that scene is hilarious. I mean, it, yeah. So for me, it, it really checks both boxes. And you know, I haven't even mentioned Sudeikis. He's got a mustache throughout this whole movie. And if you know Sudeikis, if you like Sudeikis, Sudeikis with a mustache is a good brand of Sudeikis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's, I've only seen it once. I can, when you bring it up, I can remember a lot of great scenes. And I can remember almost poo-pooing it. Because the previews didn't look good. Mm -hmm. It it honestly didn't do that well either. No. And the cast just, at the time, like, I just wasn't buying Justin Long. But when I watched it, I was so pleasantly surprised Mm -hmm. with it. And... Definitely, you just added two movies now that I need to yeah, check out because that's uh, I think another. It's a, great I think one. it's a it's a sleeper, I, and I'd I'd be willing to bet a majority of people that listen, they probably check haven't seen out. that. I, I think it's really worth a watch. Yeah, I I agree one hundred percent with you. It's a great pick. My four number four. I I'm going personal favorite. I'll I'll be very interested with feedback on this. Uh. And almost forgot about it. I did the same thing I love that you the did. Disclaimer beforehand. This is I great. went. <laughs> I went through my movies, and when I was just racking my brain thinking of rom coms that I loved, uh, yeah, like Gladiator, yeah, going just Gladiator, the just touching them all. <laughs> uh, when I when I was looking at this one, I, I or when I was looking at rom coms, this one didn't pop into my head. But then the second I saw it in my collection, I'm like, how could I forget? And Wise men say, only fools rush in. Wow, shout out Justin saying. Fools rush in, and I, you know, I'm almost disappointed saying said something yeah. about it, 
because I thought everybody would have forgot about it. So absolute mm-hmm. shout out Justin saying this was not a Justin saying influence. That's our buddy. Uh, we we have a side chat going on with uh, a bunch of friends, and he said that this was I think his yeah, number he had, four. He had a good top five actually, and yeah. uh, I was actually a little sad that he put it because I thought people were going to forget about it. Uh, but fools rush in. Oh man, I watched this this week again. You got to rewatch it. Yeah. Okay. And holds up just as much as I would like. This is Matthew Perry, Selma Hayek, young Selma Hayek, young an Selma actual. Hayek. For, ooh, look at you yeah. say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was Selma Hayek was only in Desperado. She was in From Dust uh-huh. Till Dawn, so she was kind of in that. I'm the sidekick to yep. the action star and all that. Like she was never really in a rom com, and you have. Mr. Chandler Bong, uh, I'm sorry, Chandler Bing, could Great he guy to put a be any <laughs> better uh, in this movie? And watching him in this movie, I'm surprised he never really got big. Like, he should have been the one that broke out. Because he has charisma, he's got the comedy chops. I just, like, the he has a whole nine, nine yards. yards. Yep, I really that. like that. Uh, but never really a lot of other movies Gosh, that he got right. in. Listen, I, I can't really think of anything yeah. more beyond that. You're right. That I is mean, surprising. He, he tried I mean, a bunch of TV shows uh-huh. that just never really stuck on. But I mean, it, the Fools Rush in was it was just it was great. It was a really interesting meeting of the cultures. You have a, a <laughs> Presbyterian meeting with a Roman Catholic, uh, and and as waspy as you can be uh, versus as Latina as you could be. And it was really fun. And they play it up great. And they don't play it, you know, you get a couple of laughs, but I, I love how they go in depth with it. They don't do the, like, cheap laughs or they don't exploit the culture. I love how they kind of really show like the blending of the cultures. And you get him going to the parents' house for the, the big party and like, oh, this is what your family gets ex- together like and when the parents meet. But, uh, you know, the without ruining anything, it happens in the first 15 minutes. They have a one-night stand. He thinks that's it. She never leaves her number. She sneaks out. She shows up three months later. She's pregnant. And the fool's rush in aspect is they go to a party where he meets the parents because she's like, I just... You know, a couple months down the road, I want to say, remember that nice guy that came? Yeah. <laughs> I want them to know that that's... I want to at least know who the father is. Well, sparks fly after the party, and fools rush in. Uh, they get married with Elvis walking her down the aisle, and then it's just trying to, to meet that way. And I just... I don't know what it is about this movie that I just... I love it. I, I love the Grace Papaya uh, getting the hot dog at the the grand. Have you never seen it? I've seen it one oh. time, and it was back when not. Uh, it might have been a pause of the pod. We might have got a Fool's Rush it in right well, now. Yeah, that's, yeah, Friday night Fool's Rush in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just the soundtrack. I mean, you get the the Elvis song as the movie ends. I just yeah, I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna have to revisit because I know I've seen it once. I I enjoyed it because you know. Perry, yeah, Hayek. it was a solid movie. I just, I haven't seen it in the probably thing, over a decade. The only thing that brings Boy, that's it down <laughs> a touch is, and same with me. Yeah. I didn't, I haven't seen it in a decade leading up to this. Uh, every good rom com, and you just mentioned it with your first two, has a great supporting cast. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's just 
It's uh, Hayek and it is Perry. I was going to say, I can't think of beyond those two. Who no, we, like uh, Hayek's roommate has been in a couple other things, but eh, yeah, nothing, not, that nothing, you're, you're, nothing that you're writing she, home about. She's like the, the girl that, oh, I've seen her in that. And yeah. Then, yeah. You know, that's that's about it. You exactly. have no idea what their name no, is. No, it's, <laughs> it's not a Sudeikis <laughs> game. So, Fool's Rush In is just a personal I'm favorite have to of mine. Revisit that. I got it's so many viewings in. Two solid moviegoers, yeah. top fives that I've heard. So, yeah. So, I mean, and there we go. I, I think we kind of almost swapped our. I'm getting hitched yeah. in and I'm getting going the distance in here soon to add on to Requiem of a Dream. Yeah. Uh, got a busy and, week here. Yeah, <laughs> days confused. So. Now we're getting into it, though. We're getting into the bronze, here, silver, yeah. and gold medals. And, and these I, are tough. It was. It was almost impossible to go between these three. So I cannot wait to see what see your three the, is. Uh, gosh, I, this one I actually watched as recently as a couple weeks ago, not knowing this pod was coming. Really? So it was just a... You know, well, yeah, Weekly is Gump? A, is it Gump? A, it's, it was Forrest. I mean, Gen A. You know? <laughs> like well, peas and carrots. Just one, just one of those movies you knew. You just I needed a good watch. And I'm going with Crazy Stupid Love. And really? Could Steve Carell play this role? Well, yes, he can because he's the lead. <laughs> I can't believe you got... Wow. You got that watching randomly, huh? Yep. Just yeah, toss... I mean, it, the cast. And a lot of things that you're going to see, or that I guess you've seen with some of these, is it's just you're going seven deep with the cast. I mean, Carell, what uh, cast. Ryan Gosling, Julianne Moore, Emma Stone... Marissa Tomei, a Costanza favorite, and then Kevin Bacon. I mean, Kevin Bacon just having a just a cup of coffee in the movie. Yeah, but still Kevin Bacon. Lindhagen. David Lindhagen. Lindhagen. <laughs> so, and that's and I also I love those movies that uh, you know if, if you've seen Crash before, yes. how they there's a bunch of different storylines and they all kind of culminate oh, at the end. Yes, and you know Crash obviously a little bit more serious. This it culminates into a just hilarity at the end. One and then, of the best scenes that 100%. you could have. Hundred like, I mean, percent. It was tears. The the Ryan Gosling. You're David Lindhagen. The uh, take off the ring. And go <laughs> the punch the take the off face. of the ring and then the punch right. When you have all four of those guys like around <laughs> each other, people randomly <laughs> punching each other, and then Gosling, obviously the best in shape. Like, what, <laughs> what's going on here? Look what at around. Yeah, that's uh, uh, it's the comedy is. Obviously, nonstop. The, you know the Steve Carell initial struggle to be single, talk to the women. You know Gosling trying to usher him into that area. You know oh. they constantly slapping him, and then you know we're going to column B, the romance, what you need for the rom com. Overflowing. Cal, yeah. Oh, Cal trying to win his wife back. He says that she's the perfect combination of sexy and sweet. I think he also said that to Marissa Tomei, which kind of came back yes, to bite him. But, uh, I believe a little word was written in cursive yeah. on that chalkboard. I, that is another scene that I think the the uh, parent teacher conference there. Oh. The just the awkwardness that you could feel. I'm sorry. I think watching that scene, you can really feel like, oh boy, I bet you he just wants to get the heck right out of here. I, if if Steve Carell does not win an Oscar in our lifetime, it will be such a travesty because I don't know if there's any actor today that can portray more with his eyes. Like, how fast can he make his eyes well up with tears all the time? I mean, the first scene of the movie is, well, it's, um, you, you want dessert? You want to get dessert or what? I don't know. I'm a little full. I want a divorce. Uh, and, like, saying it at the restaurant. I mean, that is literally the yeah, first scene of the that's, movie. That's how it opens up, just a gut punch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's just, 
man. And you see him right away not saying anything, and she's saying too much. It's like, if you do not stop talking, I'm going to jump out of this car. And yeah. she says something, and he jumps he out of the car. jumps out of this car. And I, it, so well, it's a off serious situation, but it's still like... It's it's funny if you don't say anything because it's Steve Carell. I'm gonna jump out of this car, and then you know it's you feel bad for the man, but then you're laughing when he just throws himself out of the car. You are <laughs> off and running with this movie. You, I cannot agree more. What, what so, a yeah. what a great pick! Crazy uh, stupid love number your three. Your bronze medalist. Once again, I, I I think this falls under the rom com for me. Oh, you know, I don't think other people would would consider it this way, but I, I mean, if you break it down, I don't know how. You could not consider this a romantic comedy. But, you know, when I look at my movie chart and I look at my movie list, Wes, what if this is as good as it gets? As good as it gets is my number three and was until, you know, when, when I looked at a movie that I just watched this week, watched the other day, it was my number two for a very long time. I had this as my number two movie. Oh, but wow. it just it got bumped down. It got I was thinking down. that got moved into the list. No, no. That's as an good as it gets. Movie, yeah. As good as it gets is on there. For I mean, you go down the list, look at the Oscars. It won two actor Oscars. Nicholson and Helen Hunt both won acting Oscars for this. I didn't know Hunt won. You get James L. Brooks, who I already have an affinity for. James L. Brooks. <laughs> because he's Writing for The Simpsons, but you look at all the great Spanglish. You look at the fact that he did. Uh, I like Spanglish. Spanglish. I like Spanglish. That's where you couldn't have let off with something else than Spanglish. Well, I, as good as it gets. Oh, Terms of Endearment is what he won his Oscar right. for. But you you just look at James L. Brooks, just a wonderful director, a wonderful writer. Won the Oscar for screenplay for As Good as It Gets. But I just like it because it's a little bit different. You don't you you kind of dislike Melvin Udall so much. Kind of dislike. But you you like how do you I write mean, women so well? I think of a man and I take away all reason and, 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 and it's just song. like looking at that. And but you have the OCD of having to turn off the yep. lights, not being able to hit the the crack. Uh, you know, always Doesn't having. He to have eat a little same. dog, or is that the, that his neighbor? No, the so. Simon is... Oh, uh, Simon the, uh, the, yes, the buddy. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so when when Simon gets uh, mugged and has to stay uh, with him, it was Verdell. Verdell is the I dog. I haven't seen that in so long. It's you get Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba, I forgot about uh, in that. There and so many great performances. But you need that one great scene and that one great line. And... The, the performances were already just so good in this movie, but it's the dinner scene. And it's Melvin Udall can't help himself. He always says the wrong thing, but he, the, he has this affinity for Carol the Waitress, Helen Hunt, yep. and finds out that her son is sick and Melvin's got a ton of money. So he pays oh, a ton of money and does the right, right. thing, and <laughs> Helen Hunt is so grateful, but he wants it because he's OCD and needs her to bring his bacon and eggs every mm-hmm. morning. Uh, and when he gets it set up, you know, he does that and obviously is falling in love with her and they have to go on this trip for Simon to get money from his dad and they end up staying and it wants to take her out to a really nice dinner 
and they take her out to the nice dinner and he says this horrible thing. He's like, I just, uh, I don't know. I just, I can't help it. And she's like, I'm leaving right now if you don't say something really nice. And, you know, my <laughs> buddy Pete Remington, who starred on our pod last week, we always love this line. We use it in different things. And he's like, oh, I just, I, I started taking my pills. In that classic Nicholson, he's like, how, how is that a good line? He's like, well, I, uh, Started taking my blood. I just uh, so, uh, sit down, sit down. See, uh, you know the thing is, it's not like Jack Balance. <laughs> you, uh, you make me want to be a better man. And he gives her the eyes. He gives her the look. He has that grin. And then Helen Hunt plays this line perfectly. And you can see her the eyes well up. And she says, "That may be the sweetest thing that everybody anybody's ever said to me." He's like. Well, I was just, and then Jack Nicholson goes, well, I was just looking at keeping you to stay here, not not having you to leave. So I just, I love As Good As It Gets. And we talk about the soundtrack, the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I love it. It's just a great movie. Just Cuba Gooding, everything. Everything about it. Even the relationship between Greg Kinnear and Jack Nicholson. I was going to say, I thought Kinnear was great in that movie. (laughs) Yeah, nominated as well for supporting actor. So you got to, where does, you know, going off a little bit here, where does Something's Gotta Give? Is that because I feel like that's it was not similar mention. movies it is, by any it's means, a but, similar. but in the same ballpark. Yes. Uh, it's a Nancy Myers joke, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's also written a, a lot of great rom coms and did that. But it, it's ballpark. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I like something's got to give a lot. I was gonna say because I wiped out of that almost uh, just because I wanted to. Who was the daughter? Amanda Peet, right? Yeah, I think Amanda yeah. Pete. No, something's got to give was an honorable mention. It, it falls out of the. Top five, maybe just peeking into the top ten for me personally, mm-hmm. but a great movie. Yeah, uh, the, oh the, no, real, the, real good watch. I just, it's, I, I feel like in it's the Nicholson. It's for sure the Nicholson. Oh, yeah. I feel like they're they're in the same ballpark of the movie, but one hundred percent. Yes, as, as good as so. It gets. That's I that's my it. three. I love it. And now we are getting to the, uh, the, the silver medalist here, the silver and tuna, the silver tuna, Marv, <laughs> <laughs> and I. It's a shame that this oh. is a silver medalist. To be honest. Oh my God! Could this be an upset for both of us? Then? It's it it really, but no, 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 not at all. But it's a shame that this movie has to be talking about as it is a second fiddle. Because when we do uh, when we do our movies and we yeah. do top fives, this movie really started the top fives. You've got mail. You snuck it in. I did not. Oh. I went with High Fidelity, my man. Whoa. High Fidelity. This is going to be a bucket list. I feel like eventually. I'm 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 not going to try to. I know I, I couldn't I couldn't leave it out of this because I I got Whoa, I got season tickets shocked. to QSAC. Love this movie. Does it have the comedy? I mean, Jack Black. It he kills it in this movie. QSAC. You know, Catherine Zeta Jones, Timmy Robbins. Who's the other employee with Jack Black? Oh, I don't. Uh, I can't remember I don't know his There's name. Two, but right? Yep, absolutely. It's not just Jack because that whole and... that whole re- the whole record. Store any yes. any scene in that the record store top five. is great. I feel like it's a influence. It, for absolutely, this top podcast. top five movies for uh, Laura's uh, Laura's dad dying. Well, <laughs> Laura's mom could sing it; it would bring the house down. The night yes. Laura's daddy died. Shana na 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 na. Boy, what a night it really was. Oh, this is the other guy is a guy that the name wouldn't be familiar well, is Todd Luizzo. Uh, but like he is the ever guy that you see. He's Chad the nanny 
in oh, uh, I was in, gonna say I know I can recognize him. I have no idea what no, his name is. No, I mean either. But yeah, he's, he's the been, oh that guy. Yes, guy. The <laughs> ultimate that guy. He gets with Sarah or uh, gets together with Sarah Gilbert yes. uh, uh, of Roseanne. Uh, yes, my miss Darlene. Yeah, he's <laughs> in the switch. He's in. Uh, yeah, agreed. But uh, yeah, that's uh, and I don't, it it really kicks oh, off that. What a great pick. I mean, it was. Uh, you know the romance aspect of it. You know he's trying to work his way back with her. He's, you know, he, he goes about it a little bit, a little bit differently than he probably should have. But I mean, the comedy aspect again, basically every Jack Black scene. You know, this is a vintage sweater. If you if you tear it, I will break. I will sock your nose. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was such a huge Black fan for so long. And was that and I like, still was that I love that, Jack that was on the like the early. Jack Black, very right? early swing, right. preschool rock. Like, was it uh, right? Tenacious, like, yes, it was, was that right, right in the hub of Tenacious that time D? when Tenacious D was around. Uh, you know, this is the song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Climb upon my faithful steed. Uh, but it, yeah, there's so much. I, I love Jack Black, and he hasn't been in enough lately. Oh, no, he's still I, around. I he's still I mean, doing he was great, great movies. Uh, Jumanji, Jumanji, really uh, good. You know, it's still still cranking out movies. He was in that House with the Clock in the Wall movie that just came out. Oh, Goosebumps. Yeah, Goosebumps. But I, I haven't seen those. But he's still churning out the movies. But this is like classic Jack Black. Black. I think Orange County might have been one of his ooh, first with ooh. Colin Hanks, yep. good Tom Hanks' son. Uh, you know, that was great as the, the just the stoner brother that yep. <laughs> house burns down. Uh, the Joe, John, Joe Johnson. Joe, jo- jo- Joe Johnson. <laughs> uh, making up names, but I love it. And, and High Fidelity will be talked about. I was going to say, I don't want to I don't want to jump too much, too much into it because uh, we, we could really go on about High Fidelity. But is there any problem with this being in a no. rom-com no. top five. No no, no issue with it no. to one way or the other. No, because I don't think it's like... I, I think the comedy is a, a, a very serious type of comedy. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like there's the sight gags or the mm-hmm. this goofy over-the-top where they're just, like, sprinting to reunite. And, and I, I definitely... No, I, I think 100% it's a rom-com. Okay, good. And, and I don't know a, if I people say, would... I was ready to battle you on that I think it's there. off. I think it's off of people's radars as a rom-com. Which I is think surprising. people would look at it as a comedy, but if you break that down, yep. 100% Which it's I, a I, I think we fully plan on doing, but, right? Oh, yeah. at some point. That might be a summer. <laughs> because if you haven't seen High Fidelity... That might put it at the top of your list, yeah. or wait till we do a bucket list, and we're probably months away from doing a bucket list on it. But this is one hundred percent going to be a breakdown movie. Well, just his 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 path of of going through all of his ex girlfriends, just kind of see what he yes. did wrong. Maybe you know, was it me? Was it you know, was it something I did yeah. consistently? I mean, just just seeing everybody that he kind of reunites with to kind of nitpick every little bit about himself, but yet he's nitpicking them too. And I mean, but I think if we did a little self-reflection, I think we love it so much because it almost mirrors us. Oh yeah. Instead of a record store, we're at family video (laughs) and we're always talking like somebody brings up a, a Jason Statham movie and we're breaking down our top five Statham. You're scoffing at him. You guys are just scoffing at him because you think you're the, uh, you know, you know the video, yeah, thing. the <laughs> snobs, the movie yep. snobs, and and trying to do that. But no, I think that's why I connect with uh, high fidelity so much. Is it, it's such a similar, similar aspect. We can see ourselves in this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, and here's number where we two. Go. Who you got, Davey? Here's where the hate mail comes in. Oh, I 
about. Here's where I think the listeners are going to be upset. And honestly, I'm going to be as shocked as the rest of you. When we talked rom-coms and we said we're going to do this, there was only one movie that was at number one for the whole week. There was only one movie that was going to be at number one for the longest time, and it got bumped. This is unbelievable. It got bumped. This is uh, unbelievable. It, it slid you down did. to number two uh, because of my number one. And here's the crazy thing. This better we're be gonna a rock-solid reason. We're going to get to my number one, obviously, after this. But my number one wasn't even on my radar, wasn't even on my list. And then I got a watch of it in on Wednesday. And I was so blown away because I've only seen it once. And then when I watched it again, because here it is, my number I two. Know, I think you Al Davis did it. Jamarcus Russell no. had a good combine oh, no. and you bumped it no. up and took him one. No, I. <laughs> and then here's and here's my number two movie, Sipping on Some Scissor. Uh, and when you look at. Number two, uh, it's the ultimate. I, I understand. Here it is. I'm just going to say it. My number two movie, When Harry Met Sally. And I, I'm shocked. I'm not even going to commend you on this. You shouldn't. <laughs> but I, I think when you hear my number all right, one, all right. it's the ultimate rom-com. Yeah. It is. It is the movie that set the tone for over a decade of rom-coms. And I watched it. I watched it this week. And the reason why, I'll get to my number one in a little bit. And is this your number one? I was going to say, I'm going to just jump right okay. in here. So this, we can discuss. When Harry Met Sally is my number Excellent. one. This is Apex Mountain of yes. rom-coms. When you say, you know, when God said, I'm going to create a rom-com, he molded Billy yes. Crystal. He he threw him to the <laughs> earth. And then he allowed him to meet Sally. And allowed him and to then, spit grapes on the window. Why is he right? spitting grapes, by the way? What is he spitting out? <laughs> I, I don't get like I know he's eating it right off of it like he sees it. Yeah, are those are, are they like are they is it grapes? It's I mean, grapes. Gra- what grapes have those giant pits? That the only thing the way he's eating off maybe he's eating part of the vine and spitting the vine in the window. But I mean it makes for a huge laugh when he yeah, spits absolutely. it into the window. Yeah, and you have to make window. him annoying as well in that initial trip. But anyways, so I, I knew I had a feeling this was your number one, and it was mine. It was my number one for the longest time. Uh, but when we get to my number one, anyways, I. No, I mean, we're not that far off. I mean, it's my number two. And, and honestly, if we're talking importance, it absolutely is the most important rom-com ever made because it sets the mold. You talked about yeah. setting the mold. It 100% does. And what I was so pleased with was, boy, did it hold up. Yeah, heck yes, it does. And I felt... And I, I'll touch the maybe the power walking with Bruno Kirby ah, when they have the conversation. Still enjoy I, I still enjoy that. It, it still might hold up. There's crazy workout fads that happen yeah. all the time. Look at all the people on the keto diet right now. Yeah, that's that's going to go away. Yeah, there's always going to be fads. But it is, it is. I was so pleased with how funny it still was. And I can see why it was revolutionary. Because you look at 80s movies and 70s movies. This one felt different. The way that they talked. The dialogue was mm-hmm. so snappy. was so good uh and just the ease and the chemistry between wow. crystal and meg ryan and this sets meg ryan as queen of the yep. rom-coms for a full decade uh i mean you just go down the list of the meg ryan movies yeah. i mean she just is fantastic in this role of uh, what's her name oh sally no i think <laughs> what's her name again? Uh, Barb? <laughs> and it's it is so funny and i tested this to you when i was re-watching it is I almost feel like this was a a precursor for Seinfeld. I feel like this was a Seinfeld 
influence hmm. because I mean, well, that's Rob, a good Rob, point. Rob, Rob they're Reiner, nitpicking about every little oh, thing. Was it, is this a is this a take to an airport? Or is, is this, this already an airport? You know, they're you're, talking you're about driving to you're the dri- airport. Yeah. That's about a you know that's about a four week relationship right there. The way there, they yeah. break it down, different like nuances. <laughs> I think there's so I much. I to say you never drove me to the airport. <laughs> there's so much Jerry in the Billy Crystal yeah. character. Wow, that's a good uh, point. I never thought about that. And here's a little other connecting the dots here. Rob Reiner was one of the big producers of Seinfeld. Rob Reiner, Castle Rock Entertainment, was the produ- production company of Seinfeld. And Rob Reiner was one of the main producers of the Seinfeld TV show. So maybe his influence early on, or just, I think just that New York comedy yeah. I, I think there's a great cadence to the way uh of the the fast talking just the the observational humor uh i, I definitely think that uh, you you see movies and this is why so many rom-coms are set in yeah. new york i think is there's just a, a great i mean i always well, love, there's a lot of i always ob- love fall in new york yeah, there's a lot of observational comedy you can you can comment on the people you can comment on the place i mean yeah i uh, yeah, i hear you so I, some of my favorite things supporting cast Bruno Kirby, Bruno. Princess Leia herself, <laughs> just wonderful. Mr. Zero, I, I think he just, he's heard not seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, the the talk at the batting practice. They're taking batting practice. The kids looking and say, "Hey, kid, I got a bunch of quarters here." <laughs> what was I talking about? You were talking about growing. <laughs> yeah, you get that. Uh, the Pictionary scene. I. It's the. Seventh time I've seen it, and even when I know it's coming, oh, and I'm still gonna lose it when it's coming to the the, the uh, uh, baby, uh, baby, 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 uh, baby, baby fish, uh, baby fish, baby, 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 baby fish mouth, baby fish mouth. I was like, baby, he just convinced it, baby fish mouth. But, but that's not the answer. It, oh, it, what baby fish mouth is sweeping yeah. the nation? I, it's just that scene alone is one of those great parts. But I, I love the chemistry between them. The, the I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the day. Peel, um, pecan, my papikash. Uh, uh, pepper. Too much pepper on the papikash. Yeah. The pecan pie. <laughs> the pecan pie. Uh, not just... to answer, not to repeat. <laughs> so uh, it was always fun to, to have that chemistry, and you can see the romance budding between them. Of It's the classic. Yeah, you wondered when they were going to, like, yeah. almost how, I mean, Al Carey Fisher and Bruno Kirby, like oh, we were always hoping you guys would get together. You know when? You know when was that going to happen? And you, watching this, wondered when this was going to go down. And boy, when it did, it did not. It was expected. Another <laughs> great scene is when they tried to double date and they tried to set up Bruno Kirby oh, with Meg yes. Ryan, and they tried to set up Leia with Leia. <laughs> they tried to set up Carey Fisher with Billy Crystal, and it just was going horrible. The double date, but then you know. Uh, Carrie Fisher's character mentioned this great article that she loved, and it happened to be the article yeah. that Bruno Kirby wrote. Never so they had somebody quote some back to yeah. me before. <laughs> so they instantly hit it off, and then the, when they're walking and they kind of separate and said, "Hey, you know, Billy, Billy's or Harry's really going through a rough time. Just stick it out for the end of the night, and you know, make it easy." It's like, okay, okay, and then well, I wasn't, I wasn't going to do anything for tonight anyway. You go for the later, and then you go to Billy Crystal <laughs> and Bruno Kirby talking same thing, and then they instantly meet up. Oh, I'm tired of walking now. I'm going to get a cab. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they instantly go to that cab, like, just so fast. And they leave both of, you know, Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal's jaw just on the floor. Oh, man, is that I hilarious. have never seen a quicker usher yes. into the cab as Bruno Kirby giving oh. Carrie Fisher the wave in. 
And then who could forget probably the scene of scenes. Surrey with a fringe on top? Yeah. <laughs> In front of Ira? <laughs> Uh, are you, are you going to give us a rendition? Wait, this is karaoke night on the... <laughs> no, I am not. Oh, he acted it up, folks. Right. Well, let's... Actually, I think we should hear a little Surya with the fringe on top. Let's hear Billy do it. Chicks and ducks and geese better scurry When I take you out in my surrey When I take you out in my surrey With the fringe on top now you... Oh, I'm glad I didn't attempt. <laughs> I think you should have. I think you should have. I think it would have made it better. That part's funny, but I mean, the scene of scenes is when they're talking about it, and he's going into details about his previous night and saying, oh, I think I could tell. And let's just say uh, Miss Sally shows that she could uh, fake certain yeah, things. I think, and, and I think could, Rob uh, Reiner's mom made a quick appearance in this scene too, didn't she? That's it. Like she's going way over the top. The whole diner uh, is listening <laughs> in. And the look on Billy Crystal's face is absolutely hilarious. And then you get the line of lines, the line that says, I'll have what she's having. Right? I mean, how <laughs> perfect is that line? To be honest, right with, I think there. people that haven't seen the movie have heard that line before. I, I, I think, think everybody has. Yeah, I mean, how many times has people, and you've seen it, I think, uh, you know, another throwback, I'm almost positive that Elaine Bennis, uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus, yeah. was in a shampoo commercial where she was in a. Uh, airplane bathroom washing her hair do you remember that oh that's right and then it was the the same type of thing the i'll have I, what she's I having think type seinfeld thing. has worked its way into every pod i think it will <laughs> yeah. it's like our super beat right <laughs> <laughs> so it's it is this seminal romantic comedy yeah and it is i Did, if, if you was if, this the basis for modern family you think like with uh you know how they have all the you know the the couples talking to the camera kind Ooh. of thing do you think modern family kind of no, like took a little bit from that, and uh, maybe a touch. But like, honestly, I think Rob Reiner took from himself. It's, it's I like the it's kind of that fake documentary. Yep. But he already did Spinal Tap before this. Oh, that's right. And it so goes he to already 11. did that. Let's go to eleven. <laughs> but then I, why don't you just make an amp that has a louder ten? It, it but goes this to eleven. Goes to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so Rob Reiner already did Spinal Tap. Oh, uh, I and I think I mean, that I guess fake it was documentary. Twenty years after the fact, Modern Family. No, but over, no, yeah. I do think there's an aspect of that that fake documentary mm -hmm. of them talking to it. But I, I would say The Office already did that oh, before okay. yeah. Modern Family and and that fake documentary look, that mockumentary, if you will, which was a great part of this. So no, I, I don't know if that would lean. I think there's probably some influence that's there. But I, I think if you're talking rom-coms... You're right, there was a lot more before that that came yeah. out, so yeah. I think this is... It's still one of my favorites. If we did 1A and 1B, this is 1B. I can't wait to hear the one. It is, I'm it really is the excited most, here. I think it's the most important I feel like I'm going to... I wish I had like a soundtrack to a drum like roll? put overrated coming, you know, coming in. There's I don't no think you way. There is, I don't think you will. I, I can't wait to hear it. All right. But the only reason I put my one when I'm... We'll get to it, because I still want you to talk okay. a little about Harry and Sally is I watched them back to back and I simply went with the way I felt afterwards 
I'll talk about it when I get to my one. Uh, let me hear a little hearing Sally out of well, you. Because I mean, it's your number one, so I'm sure there's some Ledesma tidbits. Well, that's, I mean, we really covered a lot of that. I mean, that's uh, precisely why I liked when Harry met Sally. I mean, some tidbits about the movie, and I'm, yes. gl- I'm glad. I knew. I, I, I that. knew. I got a little, I got a few things I knew your here. number one would have some so tidbits. So those, uh, those How We Met stories... Those are real. Those are 100% real. Every couple that you see through there. I wondered there, if they were. Those are 100% Excellent. real. Rob Reiner just hired actors to That's deliver awesome. those lines. So everything that you hear there, oh. those actually happen. The people, it didn't oh, happen. So he cool. just he hired in people yeah. to have that. And, uh, you know, like we mentioned before, Rob Reiner's mom had one line in that movie. I'll have what she's I'll having. I'll have what she's having. Davey, let me give you a couple of casting almost. Oh, these are my favorites. Cause and this... I can't imagine can't, it with anybody else. I, I don't know if I can imagine this movie with anybody other than Crystal. these two people have got to be kicking themselves oh. for this. Because so they turned it down? Straight turned down. So these were what? these were choi- these were the choices. Turned down for what? <laughs> Mr. A- <laughs> nice sorry, nice call sorry. back there. Mr. Albert Brooks. Finding no Nemo's way. dad. Well, Albert <laughs> Brooks had a heck of a yeah. and had some great movies. That shocks me because he, he would have been great. In he it. turned down the role. He thought the movie was too Woody Allen for him. Ooh, I do see the Woody Allen aspect. And then check this out. He also turned down two two other roles after this. Big. Oh. And Pretty Woman. What Albert Brooks? Albert. Who is guiding this man's career? Because those are three iconic yeah. movies that he literally was asked first wow. and declined. And then you know we, we were given Billy Crystal, we were given Tom Hanks, and we were given Richard Gere. Yeah, I mean, and, and you, put those and movies. All I was going to say you basically put those guys. You might, over the I was going to say you might say those were their three like movies Whoa. that really springboarded them. And this is the one that really threw me. So the Albert Brooks thing, you know, yeah. This one, Molly Shannon? Ringwald, turned down Sally, not because she didn't like the role. She had a scheduling conflict and couldn't. And what couldn't. was the movie that you know? I, did, oh. I, I didn't. I didn't. Co- I looked Boy, so hard. Sixteen for Candles. That. Isn't that time made it too early? I think that was. I feel Pretty like pink. What was uh, when Harry met Sally? Was that like eighty nine? Eighty nine. So I feel like Sixteen <clears throat> Candles, like like eighty three, yeah. eighty six. No, oh no, it's eighty six. Okay. She uh she ended up playing Sally though, in an unpopular off Broadway play. Oh, <laughs> so what a fall from grace. Well, I I think Meg Ryan is so much the better. Oh yeah, good. but I, I don't mean, think it would have been as good. I, oh, wow, sixteen candles, nineteen eighty four. See, I so actually right. good call. during that time when they when they said you know we think of Molly Ringwald as she is now she's just a you know the brat pack girl. Oh yeah. But I, I don't I think if she would have taken this role, you know, it's hard to envision anybody else besides Meg Ryan. But I don't know if that would have been the worst casting, to be honest. I think they were on the that right path. It would have been bad, but yeah, I think it's seeing it, I mean Meg thinking Ryan's about so it now iconic. it seems it's crazy. Hard. It's like what Molly Ringwald or Meg Ryan? Yeah, but I just get don't know if I don't know. That's uh, that's the that is a, a heck of a what if. Boy, did the uh, the careers go the complete opposite wow, direction. That's there. the truth. So yeah, a couple of casting uh, almost there for you, Dave. Boy, and the other thing that springboards here is Nora Ephron. It, yeah, know, she God rest her soul just did some wonderful, some of the best. She hated the title of this. Really? She, she was she kept going back and forth. She hated the When Harry Met Sally title. Really? She wanted, she, these are the three she wanted first. Boy Meets Girl. Oh. Yeah, they, 
Reiner passed, how they met, and this is Sally. Reiner did not like any no. of it to the point where he turned the naming the movie into a contest amongst the staff, and he said, "Whoever you know, whoever comes up with the best name, and that's who he picks, you get a case of champagne." And so that's where I didn't. I never found out who actually won it, but they won a case of champagne, and uh, they gave it a heck of a movie title. But that's that's like the Meg Ryan thing. I can't imagine another title. Yeah, like those boy meets girl. Boy get meets out of here. girl. Yeah, that, boy that, meets that's... world. What do you want, uh, the Savage Boy in here? <laughs> well, uh, Topanga, I'd like to see an updated. <laughs> I mean, listen to the listen to this Nora Ephron run. You know, When Harry Met yep. Sally in 89. Then uh, My Blue Heaven, which underrated. That's mm-hmm. Steve Martin, Rick Moranis. Uh, uh, Moranis. Sleepless in Seattle is Nora Ephron. Mixed Nuts, which I'm a huge fan of. The Steve Martin movie. Mixed Nuts. Adam Sandler. Uh, here's one that you might like. Michael. Hey, <laughs> I can't believe I Michael. Like Michael. I can't believe Michael has made two pods in a row. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Get out of here. Well, here's one we obviously both chain, like. Chain, chain, Get on top. <laughs> You've got mail, nor Ephron. Yeah. Uh, Bewitched, the Bewitched movie. Ooh, that and was then a Julie, miss. Julie and Julia. Uh, that was uh, her last one that she wrote. So. Uh, Nora Ephron has given us, you know, some of our absolute. She the female favorite. M Night Shyamalan. There's a lot of highs and lows there. There is. I mean, her <laughs> highs are pretty darn high, though. Well, look at it. is M Night's not? That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. So here we go. Our next pod, we'll we, break we down on Nora and M Night. Are we good? <laughs> Ooh, that, we might have just stumbled across something. A versus, uh, a, a comparison. Did we? Did we find a new thing to throw uh, between the bucket list and the top? <laughs> Maybe we do, like a, a yeah. death match here. So anyways, <laughs> my number one. Bearing the lead here. The number one. Who you got? number one. And I'm as shocked as anybody because I kind of forgot about it. Once again, went to my list. I spur of the moment said, maybe I should give it another watch. I remember really, really liking it because I watched it when it first came out. Went back and rewatched it. And I think it's the tops. In my list, it's the tops. You've already named it. Crazy, stupid. Oh, love. really? Crazy, stupid yeah, love. Nice. And that's why I didn't talk about it that much because I knew I was talking about it later and I tried to go poker face on you. I didn't want to give it away. You are when a Lindhagen fan. Uh, Lind- All right. Uh, <laughs> when, we, when we look at, we talked about the common rom coms and talk about how you don't see a rom com anymore. This was the perfect, perfect prototypical. Rom-com. This is a rom-com in the vein of what we see in the 1990s. Because we didn't see that. I, I think we already talked about the fact that you have the Judd Apatow. Everything kind of goes to more of the raunchy. Everything kind of goes to more of the over-the-top comedy, the forgetting Sarah Marshall. The getting that. Well, this movie came out in 2011, and it absolutely checks all the boxes for me. Uh, and maybe it's my bias towards Steve Carell, uh, but the chemistry, you already talked about it with Hitch. The chemistry uh, is, I mean, overflowing in this this movie because not only do you have chemistry between Steve Carell and Julianne Moore, there's chemistry there. You have, honestly, you have chemistry between Julianne Moore and Kevin Bacon. You have chemistry between Steve Carell and Marissa Tomei. You have chemistry 
oozing out of oozing. Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling because I just I love it. That whole scene between the two when they're what, what do you Photoshop and then they do the dirty the dirty what dancing. The? Oh. But I you know Does I put the dirty work? dancing yeah. song on and uh, that actually you know, works. But then it's you a heck see, of a move. But then how like he totally throws. I'm sorry. She throws him totally off her game. When I rewatch this, there's almost two rom-coms in one. Mm-hmm. It's all the Steve Carell, and it's the Ryan Gosling yep. and Emma Stone stuff. And the the give and take, the the out the laugh the laugh scenes in this because I watched it back to back with when Harry met Sally, and the 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 laugh scenes were way more with Crazy Stupid Love. And I laughed so hard at some of the one-liners when he talks about the bags under the eyes of Carell oh, yeah, like, and makes yeah, a comparison looks, to oh, a, do. a certain body part on <laughs> yeah. Hugh Hefner. Uh, and he says that in the, the, the constant, like you already said, the slapping to the face, the throwing of the new balances <laughs> off the, the balcony. Who is in the, uh, with the steam room. With yes, just, uh, and then passes <laughs> out. I've been, I've been talking to you with my, my uh, schmatz, my schmatz uh, Freddie, and it, I don't have a problem. <laughs> but Gosling is so funny in it. And in the way that Gosling and Carell play off each other and then the uh, it is i was shocked I, I knew i loved it i watched it once before and this is to me where guys will try and put up the tough facade mm-hmm. that oh i'm not watching chick flicks i'm sorry if you don't like this movie yeah. like pete pete put it in that you... i'm so bummed that pete put it on the chat that we have pete like instantly threw out crazy stupid love and i had to side text him and like you stop it right now because i don't want enough. people talking about it because it, I knew it. As yeah. soon as I watched it, I I couldn't stop grinning the whole movie. And I, I don't want to go in detail, but the end of the movie has the best big grand gesture. I already th- forgot about the third uh, chemistry is his son Robbie oh. and the babysitter. Like You're you have right. all three levels. You almost have the teenage the, the love aspect. The whole romantic with Robbie. Everything. But, that's your high school romantic yeah. comedy. Oh, that, yeah. Then you got the your room. your middle, and then <laughs> you have your uh, up top. You you have the the trying to reconnect and rekindle. Like this movie just had everything. It had actors that I absolutely love uh, and would follow anywhere. Yeah, I didn't think it would be. Uh, I was really surprised it either. wasn't in your top five. I was like, well, I can't believe. It. I thought for sure we'd cross you know paths. Because I only watched it once, love. and I I own it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew I. Really liked it. Well, we have a kind of a but, pod biased like Steve Carell too, so there's uh there's I, that. <laughs> it is that, but I challenge somebody to go back oh, and watch it, it. Yeah, and not have it be in your top five. I completely understand when Harry met Sally in your top one, uh, and, and, and as your top one. And I already said it's the most important. It's my it's my second yeah. movie. I mean, we're splitting hairs here, but I mean, it's I, I have to have after watching them back to back, like I, just how. Just overflowing with happiness, uh-huh. uh, you heck know. Yes, after heck watching yes. it, just like the ending, and, and not wanting to give it away. Like, how could you not have a better ending? And, and just the lines between people. I don't want to give anything away once again because we're not yeah, talking we're, too much. Uh, we haven't I given away what I thought was one of the ten. Which, yeah, it's yeah. it's not in our decade of uh, okay, spoiler yeah. free. We'll get one and more year. <laughs> there's some shocking. Twists. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think we've actually given away any of the twists. We've just talked about the chemistry. Try to be as vague as possible. <laughs> we, we talked about our favorite scene, which was the the meeting of people at the end, but we didn't say who's meeting and what's happening, and it is just glorious. Glorious. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's, it is tears in the eyes laughing of just how it's coming together and what they're saying and how yep. it's just... 
you're already, you're covering your eyes because it's so awkward of everything kind of culminating and coming together. But that's my number one. I, I know I'm going to get flack for it. I'm so pleased with my top five. But that brings us to our honorable mentions. Yes. I want to get into mine right I'm away. I'm almost excited about that. Is, uh, I mean, obviously the top five are... I want to get to mine right away because Ooh, Crazy Stupid there? Love got bumped in. Oh, this is the one that got bumped out of the top so, five, isn't it? Yeah, okay. so Crazy Stupid Love went from off the list to my number one because wow. I forgot how what good a, it was. What a jump. Yes. But I forever had, as I already said, Harriet Met Sally was my number yep. one for the longest time. As Good As It Gets was my number two. My number three was How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Ah, yep. That's which I just watched last night. It got bumped from my list. Honorable mention, it's top 10. What bumped it? You know what? It Your was high almost, school romantic comedy no, that you oh uh, no. it was, are completely against, apparently? It, it was <laughs> almost too... It almost made you too angry for too much of the movie. Because they they are purposely trying... Like, Kate Hudson is great in it. The dad. Or wait. No. No, no. I'm thinking of uh, Kate 10 Hudson. Things I Hate About You. <laughs> oh, we'll have to get into that. Kate Hudson is almost too annoying yeah. for too big a part of the movie. The love fern. <laughs> she's she's great. The, the Princess Sophia. Yeah. Uh, and... The making him get a drink. Like, she's doing great. Like, you know what she's trying. You know the that angle. That whole poker scene, it, that would have been it for me. But <laughs> but it's too much. Like, and you know what's happening? And I guess I forgot, like, how annoying that aspect was. Like, you only think about the end mm-hmm. and the ending part. And Vicky and I talked about it today because this is one of her favorites. And don't get me wrong. Yeah. I still love the movie. It's a great movie. McConaughey goes on a run of some of his best yeah. rom-com work. He's in so many rom-coms. And he's... The effortless charisma of Matthew McConaughey <laughs> the is on effortless is on full display in this movie. Uh, frost yourself, <laughs> women of New York, frost, frost yourself. yourself. <laughs> Why don't you frost yourself? Uh, or no, is go frost yourself. Uh, but it, it's one of those things where, so where the movie starts, and Vicky agreed with us one hundred percent. The mo- where the movie changes and you finally feel the chemistry and the romance between the two and like, all right, here we go, is when she goes to pl- the parents Yep. Uh, and they start playing BS. Oh, yeah. W- when you want to take a guess, in the, the movie is a, an hour and 50 minutes long. When you want to take a guess that that scene happens, give me a timestamp on when you think she shows up to the parents' house. God, it, it's halfway through the movie? Yeah, so you'd think... Like an yeah. hour. Yeah. And, and that makes sense because they've been building up yep. and this is when it turns. Hour and 20 minutes. Oh, wow. I would have said, four, I mean, 45. I'm yeah. thinking they're, an and then hour, we get the halfway point and then they're turning to start falling in love. An hour. Hour and 20, 20 minutes. minutes. So you only have about Good 30 Lord. minutes left. And then that's when she stops being annoying. She drops that. Yep. So you only get about a half hour of them being a true couple before they're singing You're So Vain <laughs> up on the... Uh, uh, up on the that's a, stage. That's a great ending scene. <laughs> it is. But, like, you don't get enough of a payoff of that because most of it is just the yeah. annoyance of them trying to win each other. I'm surprised back. you're going to the mattresses so much for How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. So Because we, of that aspect. Well, like, I know there's going to be a ton of blowback of it not being on a lot of lists because I think this is on so many people's no lists. No way. Oh, really? Look at our comments already on Facebook. Uh, it, it made, you know, Mackenzie Ruthruff, a, a brand new listener, uh, Jack Ruthruff's 
building out our listener yeah, tree nice. uh, right there. So it's definitely one of those where I just I think it's going to be on a lot of people's list and they're going to be upset. And that's why I didn't make my list. I bumped it off because when I watched it after watching the movies I watched, I just I couldn't leave it on. So that's an honorable mention, and uh, you know the the list is big of the honorable mentions. The Fifty First Dates I've already mentioned. Uh, you know, Jeff, I, we're getting Sarah Marshall on there. I mean, I know we. Touched I never, on. I never put See, the Apatowas in my. my I was going to say I, I wrote them. It's a different there, category but for, for me. almost just to not forget about yes. them because they no, never. You didn't want to forget about I Sarah. Did, I didn't want to forget. I didn't want to forget <laughs> about Apatow. Yeah. <laughs> but like they never had any uh, any business being in the top five, but yeah. Like, you wanted to give at the, the Apatows their due diligence, I No, guess. I hear you. Uh, a couple of my... and <laughs> A couple of my omissions that I thought deserved mention. Here we go. What Women Want. The Mel Gibson, yes. Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt, again. And, that's, and maybe that's Nancy me, Myers. but I really enjoyed that it was, movie. I which, thought it was hilarious. Remake. A remake is coming out? Really? Oh, it's what's what uh, Men, Men Want. want. I and actually just seen that good. on it's IMDb. The, uh, the the actor oh, Tarja P Henson really is the the actor I think that could have potential. Oh man, see, I, uh, I, Mel Gibson's so good in that. Well, because he's such a the smug yes. guy, and then he's trying to you know try it on the women's yes. uh, the apparel, and then really gets the gift that every man wants. Or do they? <laughs> good point. What a the gift that you may know. Yes. Of knowing oh, what women actually want that, and just not having to guess like we mention, have I, to now. <laughs> I think that'd be top ten for me. Yeah, it's I, in there. It's yeah. I don't know what I. I really enjoy no, what women agreed, want. Agreed. You know, another one I had on there, Serendipity. I know our buddy Justin Sane mentioned yeah. that. I've only seen it once. I might need to get a rewatch. That and this is going to be. It. You don't want to go double Q sack in your list? Well, no, I didn't. Kate Beckinsale. This was almost in my Christmas topic because this is in my christmas rotation for you know whatever reason there is, is a little a christmas movie not not a christmas it's as much of a, a christmas, christmas movie as, as much as die hard yeah so but it's there's the they meet during not christmas time they're you know cusack and backing sale meet christmas, machine guns. Right? christmas shopping there's ho 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 i have a machine gun now <laughs> no, cusack does not say no, that okay. right. but uh yeah that's serendipity was but to me, it's I watch it during Christmas time all the time, so I didn't want to include it in this list. It should have been in the honorable mentions of my Christmas movies because that's in the my rotation that I yeah. watch every year. But uh, those were a couple ones. And let me and another gosh, I feel like I want to go down all good. of them. But an, another unknown, like in the the going the distance realm, if you will. Have you ever seen Chaos Theory with Ryan Reynolds? That is no. that's a movie that I really. Really Speaking enjoyed. of Ryan Reynolds, this is where Just Friends, yeah. we're going to get a lot of yep. blowback just about that being on there. That was on here. A lot a like one. Love, Amy, Pete, and Ashton Kutcher. I thought that oh, was a really good yeah. movie. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, I already Friends asked. with Benefits. Friends with that Benefits. On? No yep. Strings Attached. There's a, a lot of those more modern ones. Uh, is the, Juno? Uh, would you consider Juno a, a rom-com? No. No? No. I, I, I don't know. That falls in that high school. That's... Yeah. Ten Things I Hate About You is the another one that falls in that high school. Uh, it's just a different category for me. I, I, those don't make my my rom com. I feel like it. The stakes need to be higher than yeah. high school 
for a, a true rom-com for me. I'm not saying that they're not romantic, and I'm not saying that they're not comedic, but they fall in the high school. Boy, I would. Yeah. That's, that's my criteria. Yep. Hey. This is my no, list. No, this is my list. <laughs> so there you have it. You know, we, we give you the breakdown uh, of that. This, I feel like, should garner so much feedback, mm-hmm. and we want it. Tell us why we're yeah. wrong. Tell us why we're idiots. Uh, tell us why we're just a bunch of fools in love. Uh, as, as we look at this. Hopeless we, romantic we here, Dave. We want the feedback. As you can tell, uh, a couple of guys droning on about romantic comedies and, and going to, to bat for them like this. You can tell uh, that we absolutely love them. So, you know, we want the feedback. Remember, at DFTP Movie Pod on Twitter and Michigan Podcasting Network on Facebook. Please give us that feedback. And uh, you obviously are listening to us now, but spread the word. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We're on wherever you can find your uh, podcast. Please. Uh, we, we got such a great listener base. We're so pleased with the numbers, and the numbers keep going up for us. It, it's such a cool thing to see. We're absolutely having a blast doing it. Uh Give us a review. Give us a review on on Apple Podcast. You can, I know, also review on Stitcher if you listen to us on there. Uh, all that stuff helps us out. Uh, rate, subscribe. Even if you can't listen to an episode, if you're like, ooh, this one's a two-hour episode on <laughs> Doubtfire, that's fine. Subscribe. Just delete it. Uh, we get credit for the download. Uh, or better yet, just... Come back to the Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's our most listened to episode. I, I can't believe how much we have uh, with, with the Doubtfire, but hey. Broke the mold when we made that pod, We Dave. did. We did. Uh, there's a birthday in the house. So uh, I can't believe it. I'm looking down, and just like that, the bucket's empty, uh, but it's full of love. And, you know, we want to say join us next, next week when we... Uh, change the mood a little yeah. bit and uh, go to Goodfellas <laughs> and, and break that down. But uh, for West Ledesma, I'm Dave McPeak, and we are wishing you a happy Valentine's Day, and hopefully we gave you some tips on what movies to watch. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>